0: Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode, a special episode of the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show. A Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Um, it's a special show because there's five Heinemanns uh, on the show. This is Christmas Day. Um, I've got Pops next to me, and um, in only a second location, so lots of people together today, we have Ty and Lou and Mom.
1: So um, what's going on uh, in the Dirty Jers? Nothing much. We're just here over at the the Wilkins household for some Christmas dinner and some just hanging out, having fun, and we're going to record a little bit of podcast. That's I am right.
2: super thrilled to be here for the first time, and I'm a little nervous, to be yes.
0: honest. Mom's first appearance. <laughs> well, it, it's good that we have kind of a, a family Christmas episode. We can go back to... Um, the good old days, the, uh, the might days, the squirt days. Um, we can get, uh, all of our history straight. Of course. Um, we also have had some NHL hockey in the past. Lou, you've been to a game since we talked pops and I were at a game, uh, uh, on Monday night. That's a couple nights ago. Um, so we got, we got plenty to talk about. I'm sure, I'm sure Ty had a
3: fun bus ride. Very fun bus ride. Um, you know, I forgot my headphones, so just read a book in the darkness. It's uh, it's good. Not to talking to this mic, it just it, it catches it.
1: That should. I mean, you can see uh, Guys,
3: I'm excited to see Lou, like, you know, drive the bus here and look up his stats, like, on the fly, like he
4: always does. And just going to throw everything at him tonight, just see how he handles it. I'm envisioning about six screens up there right now. Three assistants on Google, just giving, waiting for the keyword that pops up on the screen and Luke, that flows off his tongue like he knows what he's doing.
1: Do
3: yeah, there's me? some guy in a suit here. No idea who he was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not too far off, Dad. I got I got the laptop in front of me with split screens, and then I got my iPad next to me with split screens, and now I've got my phone too. So I'm always ready. It, it is always good to have Lou around because uh, the rest of us can uh,
0: just enjoy the conversation. That's right. That uh, is
2: true. He, he was doing the work last night. He was like, I got to do some notes.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Lou, how about we, um, before we get too deep into the, uh, the Heinemann Brothers history, uh, let's, let's get the notes out of the way.
1: All right, so uh, the big thing that happened uh, since we last talked happened a couple days after our last episode is Taylor Hall indeed did get traded to uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Um, There's, uh, I think, a handful of players that changed hands as well on top of the possibility of two first-round picks. Um, The next year's pick is conditioned on whether or not he re-signs. So if he re-signs, it's a first round. If he doesn't, it's a third the following year is a first-round pick if they win a playoff series, and if they don't, it's a third. So complicated conditional picks. but um, I think it's a pretty
3: good trade for both sides. Uh, Devils set themselves up to get some young prospects. Not that, like Lou said, we really don't really know any of those names, but uh, it's it's still like you're not going to re-sign them in the offseason, so you got to get something for them, and I think they got a pretty good haul for them. So, yeah. <laughs> Hall. Oh. Is that a
4: pretty good haul because it's a <laughs> famous hall? Or
3: yeah, yeah, I didn't plan that, Pops. You like
4: that? You like that? You ba- yeah, kind of backed into it. Maybe a little Lakeland bus uh versus train uh reading time, the the brains getting better. I'll I'll buy it.
3: Very <laughs> very funny, guys. Very funny.
4: Yeah, day. you know, I've taken plenty of
3: buses in my days, pal.
2: As long
4: as, you, as long as you don't get thrown onto the bus, Ty,
3: you're okay. Uh, puns.
2: It's <laughs> very off the
3: Episode with a lot of puns here. Sorry, people. Yeah, but
2: that,
1: that <laughs> should really, if, if Taylor Hall can get going and if he can kickstart Phil Kessel, that'll really make this team um, with one of the better goaltending tandems out there in the league right now. Uh, should really set them up well. Um, well, it's a Pacific yeah. leading. It's a Pacific leading yeah. Coyotes that
0: just picked yeah, up uh, one of the elite scoring uh, wingers Darcy,
1: that are available. And Darcy Kemper is week to week, um, so you know they'll they'll be, miss him for a couple of games. But Ronce has been uh, very much up to the test so far this year. The Only
3: so. thing with that deal is that I have to ask you guys: is why the hell didn't the Devils try and get a goalie out of that with the Coyotes? Like Lou just Surprises said, me. have two of the best goalies tandems in the league, and they also have. I don't know much about him, but Biz always talks about him on spit and chicklets, the guy they drafted, I think his name is Garrett Knight or something like that. Like a high, mm-hmm. you know, touted prospect goalie. Devils and goalies are in shambles. They just sent their guy that they traded a bunch of picks and players for from Vancouver Schneider to the AHL, like went through waivers, not one team wanted the like, him. Why are they is. not trying to get at least their immediate need, you know, or are they just going to try and tank for Lafreniere, you know? Well, I don't know.
4: I think, I think the bigger thing is, is you've got a GM that brought in Hall, brought in Subban and brought in this and it didn't work. And now he's made this trade. My guess is he's the next one to go. They don't know what they're doing, Ty. And that answers your question because. Well, they know, just started to coach too. Yeah, they're a mess. Well, I mean, you, you also
0: got to think that, um, you know, if Taylor Hall does resign there. And they are leading the Pacific, so the fact that they could win a playoff series is—it's uh, that's a viable option. So you got some first-round picks. Maybe they see some goalies they like in the next couple drafts coming up. And
1: uh, supposedly there's a goalie coming that's supposed to go like top 15 to. You
4: can't draft goalies. That's a dumb plan. Right. Exactly. So I just think they don't know what they're doing. It sounded good. Get rid of Hall. Get rid of the money. Get all these prospects. Then I'm going to bundle these prospects to another team, like somebody that has another goalie and they'll take the prospects because they don't want both goalies. But every team right now needs two goalies to get through the year. And then the one guy gets hot in the playoffs. There hasn't been a a Stanley cup winner that hasn't had two goalies that have got them through the whole year. So nobody's given up one. It is, it is funny. I feel like a couple, a couple years ago, we might've talked about
0: how that goalie tandem thing just doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Um, And, and, now the I don't know if it's the speed of the game um, or the workload on these guys. Uh, maybe they're coming up with less workload than they used to be, but uh, you almost now need that goalie tandem to get uh, to the playoffs. We uh, yeah, if, I was, right. I think
3: we've talked about the, the you know the increasing goal per game and that's got to mean shots and guys are doing a lot more. So that, that definitely has something to do with it.
1: Yeah, so we got um, all-star captains got named for all-star weekend coming up in St. Louis. Uh, The Met Ovechkin, Uh, Atlantic got Pasternak, which I think was a fun, a good choice. Pasta, a little bit different. Um, Central is Nathan McKinnon, and the Pacific, of course, is Connor McDavid. Two good players. (laughs) Yeah, is that the (laughs) easiest uh,
0: captain choices for the four divisions that's ever been? I mean, is it even
3: arguable for anyone? Not really. No, yeah. I mean, pasta was an easy choice. I know Lou said it's funny because he's a great personality. I think he's going to be very fun to watch an all-star weekend guys. He changes his outfit every, every game and always is trying to impress. So that guy's, that guy's hysterical. Our buddy Evan Jones was at a club with him recently and uh, he took his phone and just started chugging a bottle of champagne. So (laughs) guy's great.
0: It's line. a perfect. It's a perfect four personalities. I think uh, McDavid maybe being
4: the least personality, but Connor McDavid. He's only twenty three years old too. So, <laughs> true. True.
1: Um, so we'll, we'll see shortly. I guess coming up in the next couple of weeks, what that roster is going to look like. Uh, and Carter Hart better make the damn All Star
3: Game. Like I'm just saying that right now, he deserves it. Well, um,
0: what, do you, hot, think, hot,
1: what, hot, what hot. do you think goaltender
0: wise he, out of the Met? There's some good goalies in the Met.
1: Yeah, but every team is going to give a player at least one. So if that's the one that Philly gives, then they'll work around that. Well, who who are the coaches? I don't, know I don't they're think they're it's the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I, um, they, I guess winners, do they not right? do they the, the, the winners past from Stanley Cup.
4: Uh, Stanley Cup? And mm. I think like, isn't uh, Boston and St. Louis coaches? Them. Don't they get that right? Oh, uh, St. St. Louis. Well, yeah,
1: St. that might. St. Louis does. Well, they're hosting. It's 14, though. Be Berube
3: and uh, it's probably Cassidy. And it's probably Host probably City
1: and and top division Reardon
3: and, and maybe. I mean, I think it would be very cool if the Avs coach, uh, fuck, what's his name? He's a young guy. CJ, not CJ. It's um, uh, blanking on this one. But um, I, I I would love to see him. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of Aves in the All Star game. You know. I know Ranton and Landeskog might not get in because of their injuries, but Calmar, uh, Cal yeah. is gone for sure. So he's going to be very fun to watch in that three-on-three tourney. Yes, it
0: will. Yes, it will. And uh, you'll have uh, him and John Carlson maybe playing in
3: the final. Breckmar? What the hell is his name? Jared Bednar? Is that what you're thinking of? Bednar. Thank you.
0: <laughs> anyway,
3: yes. Yeah. Uh, Lou,
0: I know we got some uh, some big news on the analyst side too that I wanted yes. to. Yes,
1: yeah. Boys, getting red face ready. Uh, before before I set you off on this rant, see, I am going to get. I mean, there's a couple ticky taggy little. We'd love a uh, mom touched on this rant too. Yeah, so that'll be fun. This is, this um, is a good one. So uh, it was nice to see New York uh, Mika Zizbinajad and the New York Rangers show show some support for uh, Oscar Limbaum wearing uh Strong T-shirts. Um, obviously, when a guy goes down with that kind of, in, um, so to speak, "quote unquote" injury. Uh, the whole hockey world's behind him. Um, we had Respect. uh Eric Stahl is the latest to join the one thousand points club um, out in Minnesota. Uh, you guys, you guys think that's possibly a Hall of Fame career? I he think one cup, cup in Carolina, Carolina. Right, cup in Carolina, 1, yeah. thousand points now. Easily, he was on Eric- the cover of
3: NHL. Man, you know. Might, might just be the Hall of Fame right there.
0: <laughs> Eric Stahl's one of the um, the top scorers um,
3: in Carolina history. I would say so. I no. bet if you looked up his faceoff percentage,
1: it's pretty damn good, too. Um, right also in that ballpark, Joe Pavelski just played in his 1000th NHL game this past week. So the latest of the like 15 guys or something that are going to hit that mark this year. Um, Kucherov reached 500 points. Malkin hit 400 goals, uh, and Blake Wheeler became the Jets' all-time leader in points with 726. And that's obviously the Jets slash Thrashers.
3: Malkin is so funny. He's <laughs> he is hysterical. And they were interviewing him after, and they were like, hey, Malkin, like you got 400 goals. He was like, yeah, it's cool. Maybe interview me for 500. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's literally like, yeah, it's okay. Okay, and then I see yeah. videos of him and Crosby just, like, hanging out. And Crosby's a pretty normal guy, and Malkin's just an absolute goofball. Like, <laughs> I, 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 it's hard to hate Malkin. I guess. Well, he'll be
0: around for that 500th goal, I'm sure.
1: Um, last piece before we dive in, Siege. Ilya Kovalchuk is an unrestricted free agent uh, after clearing waivers. What a bum. horrible. It was just a horrible... I mean, we said it from the beginning when, when the Kings signed him. I was like, we were like, that's a team that's already old and slow. They don't need to get older and slower. Credit to JR, who we're about to talk about, for saying that
3: he was an absolute waste of a signing for the Kings. $18 million wasted. But,
1: um,
0: and how much more yeah. of that are they going to have to pay? Well, Five they're, they're or uh, six? They're,
1: gonna, they're buying him out. Yeah. That, that was the waiver drop, was the purpose of buying him out. So the owner will uh, pay a pretty penny. Uh, but it won't show on their uh, on their contract or on their um, yeah, cap. Cap, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, this week, Jeremy Roenick was suspended indefinitely from NBC for comments made on the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Uh, he basically made, I think we would all classify them as lighthearted. Com- I mean. Joking. Joking comments about his coworker, Catherine Tappan. Um, and they, it was noted that he
3: said, in the statement by NBC, it not only said Catherine Tappen, but it said Ansi Carter and Patrick Sharp.
1: Well, and the funny thing was, on, on every time they said, like, what he said, and then it was, like, one line later, and then and then he proceeded to say how she was, like, the most professional person and how much he had, like admires her professionalism and everything like that. And, and the so Anson Carter stuff. What did you say? Stuff, he, My mom he, pins and the, okay. So uh, JR was talking about, yeah, I guess, him, his wife, and Catherine Tappen are very good friends. And they were on vacation in Portugal. And people came up and asked him, like, well, what's the, going on? Because he, you know, he's got his beautiful wife and Catherine Tappen there. And he's together, all very and, beautiful. Yeah. And joking that, like, and he would, like, let them believe that, like, they were all together. What he, he. Uh, I think his quote was, uh, "I let them think that I'm taking them both
3: to bed at night." So he said that, and then, like Lou said, he proceeded to or succeeded to say how professional captain Tappan is, how great she is at her job, and and stuff like that, and uh, pretty much was just, you know calling his coworker attractive and making sexual jokes, which I know in today's day and age, maybe not.
2: What kind of sexual jokes?
1: He, he said, and if, if it ever came to fruition, that would be great, but it'll never happen. He, well, what, what, He said at some point
3: that, uh, you know, a lady came up, a Portuguese lady came up and he was in the pool and his wife and Catherine were were talking behind them in bikinis or whatever. And she said, are they both with you? And he was like, oh yeah, of course. And Catherine yelled immediately like oh shut up jr shut up like she was she was friendly with it which is i think why we are you know against it but at the same time he said some things about sharp that were awesome that he was like uh might have
1: to think about it
4: if he asked me to t- t- to go home with well, him missing, wouldn't say no you're, right you're, away <laughs> the, Todd, missing, the, the key point here for kim's purpose is when he was on this chicklet's show when he was telling the story one of the announcers or one of the interviewers basically said oh if you had the opportunity to go to bed with both of them would you and he goes of course I would but that would never happen because that would never happen so he was asked the question because he was telling the story and bragging about how he looked good with the two girls on his side if he would take them both to bed and of course he said yes now, obviously, he works with Catherine Tappan and whatnot. So and then it came to how
2: does his wife feel about this. This is this is one of those things that I always feel like it. it, it Supposedly, they're
4: very good
3: friends.
2: Yeah. So it doesn't really belong in the media. It has not it that this is for them to work out. If his wife is fine with everything that he said and and the relationship, how it is and she's secure enough in their relationship that, you know, she's not worried about that, then what is the, what's the big deal?
3: Well, and then Uh, that's the thing. I don't think think there's been a comment from either Jr's wife or Catherine Tappan on the fact that like, she's like, she wouldn't come out and say.
2: So does that mean that they're not okay with it? It puts her in a a tough position, I think,
3: where she's not going to say like, hey, yeah, I was, would be okay with that. But at the same time, so no, she's but she obligation. could also
2: say, you know, my husband, you know, he was joking, whatever. We're fine, you know, or or not, you know, but um, well, to, to get sure. back. So
4: that's what he said on that topic. And then the, I guess they were asking him about his partners on the broadcast. So then they said, oh, well, what about Patrick Sharp? He's a good looking guy. And they played together. So they know each other. Right. And so they, he asked the second question, well, if you had Patrick Kane in bed, or would you go to bed with Patrick, Patrick Kane? Sharp. Or Patrick Sharp, I'm sorry. And uh, he said, well, I don't know, maybe. He's a good-looking guy type thing. Once again, clowning around. And this is on a, you know, a third-party podcast that has nothing to do with NBC Sports. But obviously he said these things, and then he basically said, well, I don't think Patrick would go to bed with me either, just kind of like the other side. So he these so he's obviously said something out loud. Now, if Catherine Tappan had filed a complaint with NBC, different story. But obviously you have the, the network broadcasting now with him making those comments, and he's got to sit next to Catherine Tappan every time they broadcast together, and will people that actually listen to chicklets and how many people have probably not that many unless they're around hockey and they'll know least a million in an
3: episode pops. Okay. Yeah. All right.
4: Well, so there's a lot of people. So when you're watching them too on stage right now on, on in between periods, are you thinking about that? And, and then what's NBC <laughs> You know, oh, you, they let those two people sit next to each other. Are they going to bed later. What's going to happen? And is hockey he, fans thinking about know. Sharpie just, and Jr. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Does that affect the reputation of the NBC broadcasting network? And having that? that's yeah, the that's why Bob's they suspended saying. him because they think that that is going to influence the people that watch their shows. So Hold on. it's not even a point where either one of the women or Patrick, unless we don't know about it, have filed formal. Harassment complaints. It's T.J., more. Did t- you t-
3: implant yourself into the Dad right now? Like <laughs> okay, I, this well, is the <laughs> pops rant. <laughs>
1: well,
3: Love it. Yeah. I've, Love I've, it. Been, I've been yeah. waiting to get
0: my my two cents in because yeah. this is the stupidest thing that I think I've heard this
3: year. Like, who was upset by Jr.'s interview? It was NBC funny because they it was Jerry, Matt Lauer and Harvey Weinstein stories. First of all,
2: stupidest is not a word.
3: Yes, grammar police.
2: Other than that, I agree with you.
3: I would just make a quick point. That I really think NBC made a big deal because they fucked up with the Harvey Weinstein stories and the Matt Lauer issues and they're <laughs> but in a, that's
2: totally different. It's
3: completely different. There's rape involved. Like it's so different, but they're in the position where like they can't let anything slide. Lou, what are you gonna say?
1: Well, I was I was gonna say that to one thing, Catherine Tappan did release an official statement the other night basically just condoning the comments and that was it. And then uh condoning
2: the comments.
1: Or yeah. sorry, not uh, condemning the comments, sorry. Meaning like like she's saying they were they were inappropriate, you shouldn't have said That's pretty much what she said. Um but like so that was hard just hard to go back on that. That. Yeah, probably <laughs> just her and whatever lawyer team or whatever from NBC or is just like put oh, this oh, out oh, so oh, they this Again, right. are, she like,
3: what what probably texted Jair on the side saying you Were they idiot.
2: inappropriate, but the question was inappropriate. Well you of know course. What I mean like what 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 is Maybe you should say now, you know, everybody should just be saying, like, nope, I'm not going to not gonna talk about that. We can't talk. We can't have a conversation. It we is can't funny joke because around. they
3: have so many, like, current players on. And they're like, oh, well, they preface many questions by saying, we, we don't want you to mess anything up. But, like, so you don't have to talk about it if you don't want. But with JR, they were just, like, hammer it in, buddy. Like,
2: I just feel like we're we're, you know, we need to address every situation individually. So, you know, there are situations like some you know, some of the big ones Weinstein and that that are what they are and we need to look at them for what they are. But that doesn't mean that every other statement or situation is the same as that. We need to look at every situation individually and look at what that really means. So, was he joking around? Maybe it was a little inappropriate. I mean, listen, I'm in, I'm in the restaurant business. There's, you know, in the kitchen, what says in the kitchen stays in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Hot and, soup. Yeah. I mean, uh, you gotta have a little certain sense of
3: tough skin. Or, yeah. You I know. mean,
2: but, but is it appropriate? I mean, I I, I so, can't, can't believe, I can't believe,
0: I can't believe Catholic, 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 Catholic took offense to this. I mean, it's, It was a complete... He was obviously joking, um, and she's obviously good friends with his wife, and you can't joke anymore. I mean, it's such a harmless comment. Like, it was obviously something that wasn't true, that he was bringing up with the guys on Chicklets because it is kind of a a comedy hockey podcast. I mean, it might have been... It would have been inappropriate on NBC, and obviously this is NBC's problem, but... Uh, because he works for them and he, you know, is on TV in the public eye. But I would guess that more more people that watch JR on NBC, which is for a hockey, um, which is a hockey fan base, is going to be more upset that NBC suspended him than they are going to be by
3: the comments that he made. Well, yeah. obviously. That's right. I mean, the people who are watching... NBC are the people who are listening to chicklets. The people who are offended by mm-hmm. those comments are not watching hockey in my opinion. So, but I, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Catherine Tappen condemning them. Like mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. She's a public figure. She not only does hockey, but she does, you know, horse she racing. She doesn't want
2: her reputation yes. to be. Right. Yeah, she does, no, her career she does, she does like
3: football, that. which is a huge market. Um, obviously football
2: and that's People a, a realm for a woman too. So like to she
3: is she supposed to come out and say, like, oh yeah, yeah, that's fine if my buddy jokes about me having a threesome with his wife. Like, no, it's not okay. Like yeah. she has to say that. It's
2: kind of a dumb. Which is thing why to say.
3: JR probably should have never said that. But at the same time, it's like maybe he shouldn't have gone into his vacation in Portugal. You know what I mean? Like he, he had the choice not to talk about that. Um and he I don't think, no, he willingly I, did,
2: but I disagree with that. Well, I mean, he's saying you you dressed a certain way, so you deserve what you got. That's not the same. That's not. Well, right. I
3: mean, it's, it's like the time where we talked about CJ with the pussification of the NHL or America. Apologize for the language, mother. Um, but like, that's the world we live <laughs> now in. today. You apologize. You, you can't say things <laughs> like that. Like you just can't. Like we all have jobs and we all have social media available, and it's a very Like when you hire someone, Pops, you can speak to this. Like, do you look at their social media at all? Like, you do for the most part. Like, we
2: do. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: So, first thing we look at, you can't be stupid. So, and you can't just say things like on a podcast that, like we said, has a million viewers. I
1: going
4: to say, it's not a small podcast.
3: NBC is going to be listening. So well, I
4: think it's a corporate lawyer-driven world these days, and who knows what's in... And I'm not supporting uh, JR being suspended, but you know, from the business side of it, you just wonder what's in his contract with NBC. And there's probably a provision in there that he has violated, and that's why he's been suspended. And it has nothing to do with the fact that what he did at NBC, but there's probably a a certain Contract clause in there that would prevent him from saying stuff or allowing for him to get dragged into. Let's face it, Jr. has got a huge ego. He was so proud of the fact that some lady in Portugal thought he was with two wins <laughs> He, he was, yeah. <laughs> that's, his, that's his style. That's why they put him there because he's got that ego and he's not afraid to say that that was a terrible hockey play or that player is lazy or you know Kovalchuk was the worst guy to sign uh, for blah blah blah. So but I guarantee there's something in his contract that got violated and the lawyers took a look at it and go, you know what? We can't afford a $10 billion lawsuit from, you know, something. And, and, and J.R. is probably just fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but also, Where's the responsibility? Like this brings up a good point. Like you're saying he you must have an agent. Like where's this agent who knows who he is and, and how he's going to respond to certain things. And puts him in a position Mm -hmm. to, you know, because he is that person, because he's entertaining and you never know what he's going to say. And then you put him in a position where you never know what he's going to say. And then he says something.
3: You don't think you're going to have to tell your your client. Well, don't talk about banging your co worker. All right. Just don't talk
2: about it. I think apparently (laughs) you do. To be honest, in
3: in my opinion, I think NBC. Could have handled it better i think they could have maybe done a little more internally not announced that he was suspended indefinitely like without pay like give him a give him a slap on the wrist be like hey buddy you work for a national network here don't be a dummy you know that kind of thing this is his first <laughs> kind of offense in this you know manner mm-hmm. um it's not like he actually sexually harassed anyone or anything like that well, but
4: Ty, you don't know that that file could be filled, and this could have been the one that tipped it over. <laughs> no, <he didn't. laughs> it was. You know what I mean?
2: Well, that's true, but that's not on face value. Yeah, I mean, turns you know, out Catherine Zappone is we actually don't know his
4: wife. <laughs> Chicklets put him on for a reason because they love this. Now people are more yeah. talking about it's oh, yeah. on Chicklets than anything else. So now what are you going to do? I'm going to listen to Chicklets and see if somebody else pulls a bonehead. <laughs> I will say though, his story about Arnold Palmer
3: was. One of the best stories I've ever heard. Uh, he basically was at Arnold Palmer's golf course and touched an alligator, and it, he wanted a picture with it. So he grabbed its tail, and the thing slid off into the pond. But uh, he was getting drinks after the round, and Arnold Palmer came back and hit him on the shoulder and said, "Hey, hockey boy, stop touching my alligators. They're scared shit out there." <laughs> like, if Arnold Palmer came up to you and said, "Hey, hockey boy," you would be like, "Oh my god, this is the coolest thing." <laughs> Like, Jr. was like, I didn't even care. Hey, he called hockey me hockey boy. boy. Like, oh, it was, oh my god, you like, had a beer with Arnold Palmer. Like, so I mean, I love Jr. so much. He's he's the best. The the story about the jaw too, Darian Hatcher breaking it. Like, wow. Let's pull up that YouTube video. <laughs> that uh,
0: that interview is going to get quite a few listens. But
1: yeah,
3: um,
0: if we're going to get any listens, we need to move on. So. <laughs> Um, so Lou, if you don't have any more hockey news, let's do uh, a little, uh, reverse in time and, uh, uh, go back to the beginning for us.
2: Ah, the beginning. Yes. I have, I have been like rubbing my hands together, waiting to set the record straight here. Um,
0: let me, let me set you up. Um, okay. I remember being in the Parsippany Hilton while our home was being built in Randolph at one village court and watching the 1996 Stanley Cup, uh, the Colorado Avalanche beating up on the Florida Panthers. And uh, I'm sure that got me really into hockey. And I believe our first touch of the ice was lessons at Menon.
2: That is correct. Yes. I took you and Kelsey first for our lessons. Um,
0: Did you make me wear figure skates?
2: Uh, no.
0: Okay. Good. Good.
2: <laughs> Why would I make you wear figure skates? I just I wanted
0: know. to make sure. Just wanted. To make sure. No.
2: No. You were. You, they. You, they were rental skates. I will not lie. Um, but uh, no, they were hockey skates for sure.
0: All right, so, so me and Kelsey first. Uh, obviously,
2: we liked it. <laughs> um, you. It's
3: good. It's a good sound.
2: <laughs> you liked it. Uh, Kelsey didn't not like it. I'll put it in her terms. I don't. I don't not like that.
3: <laughs> <Man>. Yeah, softy.
2: <laughs> Meaning, not my favorite. Or that's her other thing. It's not my favorite. <laughs>
3: Just tell me you freaking hate it. Like. She,
2: listen, she wanted to wear the outfits for <laughs> sure. Um, but, yeah, the the ice skating kind of skipped the, the middle children a little bit.
3: When did, um, I want to hear the story of how CJ became a goalie, if that's possible.
2: Uh-huh. When
3: did he, be, like, when did you notice that he had a real screw loose? <laughs> and, and we're like this kid's weird he probably he was is a such a
2: good young child that is not a thing Big he pickle. was he was the best he he really was uh, he was the best baby he was the best uh, you know until he was 13
0: <laughs> <laughs> well um, I don't want to I don't want to skip too many chapters because uh, obviously after the, the, the skating lessons I believe uh, Randolph was beginning their rec program so how did um, how did how did we get into that
2: so that is correct um well basically a paper comes home well I'm sure it's an email now but then it was a paper came home with you from school with all of the um, recreational activities that you could do and I saw hockey on there and I was like what this is awesome I love hockey. Let's do that hockey. So I signed you up. And that's how we first, We it was in Bridgewater we started, um, where we took you guys. And uh, it was five and six-year-olds. And that's that where... Back, that, that orange rink, right? What's that? That rink in the back, the orange rink? Yes. Yes. Yep.
4: I sat on the net yep (laughs) yeah it's
0: uh i want to hear the 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 story the first time we
2: met the culinaries was uh when you and dylan (laughs) got into a little scuffle on the ice you (laughs) little punks
3: and uh
2: i was embarrassed i was like oh my god what what (laughs) that's not how you act it's (laughs) hockey And then we were up in the uh, you know upstairs with the in the cafe afterward, and they were sitting at one table, and we were like two tables over, and I was like, "You're gonna go apologize right now. <laughs>
3: Villa Villa Cafe. love that spot.
2: <laughs> and that's how we met the culinaries the very first time. And of course, um we met the Swifts, just basically, you know, being there. Um, they had their oldest in as well and uh shawnee shout out Shawnee. um it's not only we saw pat uh while shopping for christmas dinner
4: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and uh shout out to the swifts
3: shout out to the wilkins for hosting us for this podcast oh, there's sure. a uh, yeah a sick bobby clark uh signed jersey down here, there's a Phillies thing, there's a Eagles Super Bowl plaque. Um, just just <laughs> I great was
2: in heaven. Well, little, little uh <laughs> just great
3: to game. be here. Great to be here. <laughs> so the goalie
2: Anyway, else- that's that's the beginning of the hockey story.
0: All right, well um Pops, how did I convince you to buy goalie pads?
4: <laughs> well it really didn't start that way. Um when you guys were mites in the rec league Blaze Veach told his dad that he wanted to be a goalie, and Mr. Veach went out and bought him all new equipment, and before the first game, he decided he didn't want to play goalie anymore.
3: <laughs>
4: so we had no goalies. So if I remember correctly, Kim, maybe you could help me here, but I think we rotated the kids around in goal and CJ was one of the first to say I want to try it cuz the equipment's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> and I just remember uh,
2: him saying he wanted to be a goalie. I don't really remember what no,
4: it was it was it
2: was all volunteer because
4: Blaze decided literally last minute um that he didn't want to be a goalie anymore.
2: Yeah, I remember but, having a conversation with with young CJ saying, you know, are you sure? Because because I had talked to other parents, you know, and it's like once you get pigeonholed into that, you know, I mean, well, as a young player only saying that because you weren't going to work on your skating skills. And I was a little bit like, I don't know if you should do this right now, you know, but you wanted to, and that was that. So So we kind of rotated
4: around and CJ ended up being one of the better ones. I can't remember who the other one that we relied on, but I do remember his first, might game as a and re- randolph wreck um where the first shot on goal cj did the proverbial he jumped in the air to land on the puck and as he was in the air with the stick in the air the puck went right underneath him and straight in the net I <laughs> Just putting my hand on my forehead going oh my god <laughs> what did we get ourselves into It got better. (laughs) (laughs) Turned me into a newt. (laughs) So after that, I remember, I think I ended up buying the goalie equipment from Blaze's dad.
2: Yeah. I I don't know if you remember
4: Blaze's dad, Kim, but he was a real big, big guy, very quiet. His wife was very nice. I can't remember her name, but uh, they were very nice, but he was. He was not happy with his son at all. <laughs> and I think the yeah. only saving grace is once we decided, I guess, that you know we bought it. Or maybe, I don't know if the town bought the equipment back. Right and just, but anyway, um, so that's how CJ got yeah, started yeah. with the goal. It wasn't a, uh, you know, I have a dream speech. It was a <laughs> need speech.
0: Um, I'm always willing to uh, take one for the team
3: it might be very off topic but how did I become a lacrosse goalie like is there a similar story
1: maniac
2: yeah because you're a maniac. maniac and I think they just were like well no i i i don't know jim do you do you remember anything specific because i just think that together, did i get a big stick nice no i think Tyler was I think you like were, willing to, take, I think you were yeah, willing to take the shots.
4: I don't you don't yes. get a lot of people willing to be uh, lacrosse goalie because the equipment isn't all that great. And uh, yes, uh,
2: you had you had a great method too, the scream.
4: Well, and you were very aggressive, so I'm sure the first I don't remember who was your first lacrosse coach.
2: Well, it, they had all the sixth grade coach, remember? Um, I
4: only remember Mr. Gold in sixth grade. Yes,
2: exactly. But he was, from he second, second to guys.
4: fifth. I so don't really my remember. Guy, Mr. Steinberg. Now, Mr. Gold was very aggressive, and he probably liked your style, Ty, and figured here's an idiot that'll do it for me, and <laughs> I can talk him into it.
3: I'll never forget uh, we were playing bridge in a scrimmage. In sixth grade, and uh, I just kept coming out and laying people out. Well that ref hated you. right because <laughs>
4: <laughs> you weren't. Well, I mean,
3: they weren't calling they weren't calling penalties really because it was a scrimmage. But uh, at halftime, Coach Gold was like, "Hey Ty, uh, you gotta you gotta cut it out." And I was like, "Is this illegal? Like, should I should I not be doing this?" And he was like, "Well, uh, no, but this team's never going to scrimmage us again if you keep doing." <laughs> <this."> <laughs> <laughs> that's, and, that's just, that's, and I was like, all right, well stick. a little, little confused here, but uh, all right.
2: I never saw any any other goalie when the opponent comes to score. Tyler would jump out of the goal and scream at them, like ah. <laughs> Most and, people would and they them. yeah they, they literally like well, well, you know <laughs> it worked, it worked.
3: time <laughs> shoot it right into my stick or just miss it yeah <laughs> CJ. Taking I a think, Yeah, I feel like Tyler had to be a goalie in lacrosse because
0: uh, he was, well, actually at that time you were probably still uh, playing some winger on in hockey, but you ended up as a defenseman in hockey. I was center. Whereas, okay, centerman, sorry. Um, but but I played the defense in lacrosse and the goalie in hockey, so you had to play the, uh, the goalie in lacrosse and the defense in hockey,
2: right? Fuck you. I
3: hate you making it sound like that. Yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> that is interesting. I, I had not thought of that.
3: I just love eating pucks and lacrosse balls. That's all. Awesome. Well, then let's
0: go to um let's let's go to the next chapter, which is the the forever mite, um, Tyler Heineman.
2: O R.
4: Bill O R. would say mites for life.
2: <laughs> well, you were lucky enough to have your dad as a coach, so and he was excellent. The
3: guy never put me in the lineup. But whatever. <laughs> he,
2: he did the right thing.
4: Yeah, we were, we we're two years she younger than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> we're lucky we're practicing with. It. It's just, it's like this, whatever, <laughs> Dad. We,
2: this four-year-old. We, we did. We did feel like we were doing something a little shady. You know, it was like a little shady. Like, yeah, you know, a little nepotism there. You know, but at the same time, your father handled it very. Oh, well. I mean,
3: the fact that I got to practice with, like, see, like I. Would, You know, my team would end and then CJ's team would go on and I'd get to practice with you guys. Like, that's a huge advantage for sure. So props to that.
4: You're welcome.
3: Yeah. Thank you.
4: Let's face it, Ty. You you know, as you started playing mites and squirts, you know, I would put you on lines and said, it's time to get this guy a goal. Ty, you know. Go behind the net, pass the puck. You and James, I talked to you on the bench. Let's get this guy a goal. You know, you you were very good that way.
3: Um, I'm a disher, Dad. I never, never. Well, I think that's, you You asked me to shoot when I'm in college, but like, it's your fault.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the, uh, the, the third part of this equation, Lou, I want to kind of get some of, I mean, I, I think you always said that you kind of remember sitting on the net in the back of the Bridgewater rink, but all of this hockey um, and obviously you were playing some soccer here and there too, but it, it, um, it, it still was the three of us that became such fans. So I kind of, I kind of want uh, your perspective as, as we were growing up playing hockey and, and you know, the, the NHL we were playing down in the basement and the knee hockey and, um, and uh, your, your fandom, obviously Pittsburgh being born there, but uh do you remember a lot of this early stuff?
1: Yeah, I, I remember bits and pieces. Like the early rinks, Bridgewater, the the Nets is more of a, I think, I've heard the story so many times, but I remember the slushies at that snack bar. Yeah, um, nice. Uh, I remember waking remember, up early to go to Floyd the Hall? outdoor rink full of Floyd all I got Popcorn about. chicken? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, that outdoor rink that we woke up real early to go to... That Beacon, was like once yeah. a year, though. Yeah, me and Kelsey would sit on the snow that, hill Beacon because Hill. dumped, Beacon Hill. Be- what
2: like Beacon that?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I loved that game. I mean,
1: playing the arcade at Menin Arena not. for hours cool. on end. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Beacon
3: just... Hill was the worst time to be a mite for life because the only time <laughs> I got to fucking skate was in between periods. <laughs> yeah, but, frozen on the bench like
2: well um. yeah it was it was it was always extremely cold it was always in January um it's but the morning yeah. I, think, yeah I think I think I I'm speaking for myself but I I think Jim will probably say the same thing like we grew up with hockey outdoors on a pond right. so the sights and the sounds and you know just the smell of the crisp air yeah it's that to me is like incredible real hockey. Like I, I love hockey wherever it is, but outside it just has a different feel for to sure. it. Yeah. So that was the, yeah. I, and I did agree. feel bad. I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I always I agree. felt bad for the goalie who ended up in the non-sun side too. <laughs> they had- I, I have
0: I have worn sunglasses at that rink under my <laughs> mask. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you that were
2: the lucky is- one.
0: And because it was always at like six in the morning, so that sunrise comes up right behind one of the nets, and ice is—it's uh, got a glare to it.
4: But uh, they yeah. were very smart to put the opposing goalie in that end twice, so they knew what they were doing.
2: Oh, for sure, yeah. Bastards.
4: Um, and and I
0: I don't want to I don't want to get it too twisted here because um because because Luke can play hockey um we if we fast forward maybe a little bit to being in the village court um house um roller hockey was i mean i can remember being in middle school and me and brian duddy um getting everything set up and then going down to the elementary school bus stop and being like all right who's
3: in today <laughs> and uh you know like
0: i mean what 10 to 15 uh kids in the neighborhood
3: get yeah, out yeah. Uh, you with my friends pretty easily i mean i would go around and ask garrett and steven and mike and uh, you know, maybe Jared Goldberg, if he thought he knew what sport we were playing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, Max Whitman wasn't often, uh, like he, he was from you guys recruiting him on the bus. Like, are well, you guys playing roller hockey? Like, yeah, it's just that kid. Obviously we've had him on the podcast. He didn't start playing ice hockey till ninth grade, like bought all the newest stuff. But that's probably because we, you know. Not him playing roller hockey, but roller hockey at Village Court was far from the best. When we had snow, when well, there was snow on the yard, and we were still playing outside, we we're like, "Oh, snow's on the yard. We're allowed to check." Like it was the best. Like the amount of welts I have from those orange f- frickin' balls. Like, oof.
2: <laughs> I know, I know that when we moved from there, there was a, a great deficit. Oh yeah, because suddenly no one was the putting together was, games. Anymore, There were still plenty of people there, but no, you guys were definitely, CJ, probably the, you know, wrangler, I guess.
1: Yeah, roller, roller hockey played to my weaknesses. I don't have to hockey stop on rollerblades. Blue had a sick snapshot. <laughs> I, I seem to remember having an annoying poke check, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, just like uh, just like in the video games, Luke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, Lou knows his uh, his positioning. He knows the game. You almost got milk.
1: You
3: got milk out of the nose there. So no,
1: no, Ooh, no. would have been gin. That would have burned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Not to mention Lou. I mean, you you'd come out and play on the ponds with us every so often yes. as well. Um, and, that, and except for the time that he fell into the cove in Lake <laughs> of and that ended that day. I, I believe we, say
2: one of my one of my favorite pictures is you three on the ice the, the on cover, Lake Batcom. And that was before. Uh,
3: I believe it was me versus you two there, um, but I could be
1: wrong.
2: Little uh, Australian, and not Australian. Do they have ice there? <laughs> Canadian, hey, South Australia.
1: No, I was gonna. I was that's
2: gonna so make. Cool. A, sorry, I was gonna make. You can cut. Here we go with down. geography. Oh, it's not, most of it stays in. You, c- Canadian uh, tennis is when you have one on one side and two on the other. Right and there you go. We got there. That's what I was trying to go for, and I don't know why I said that. Tennis hey
0: guys. You know, uh, Canada and Australia both British colonies. So. Uh,
2: oh, there you go. That was my confusion <laughs> for sure.
0: Good
1: save, you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Well, what other disney
4: oh, okay. uh,
1: you You were going to correct Britain. here. They're still technically like uh, so under the queen. Wasn't it French first? No, no,
2: I, no they're
0: not.
1: Some kind of
0: what? they controlled by. by Tyler is not too far off. the uh, The seven The Seven Years War um, was between.
3: Uh, so the war nineteen thirteen.
1: War of Nin- what? Nineteen
3: nineteen.
1: 1916. 1812?
0: 1812. That was British
2: invading the U.S. again. That had nothing to do with
0: Canada. The last of the Mohicans. Yes, yes, the last of the Mohicans. If you let me continue, the Seven Years' War between uh, England and France was actually fought in the Americas. Uh, We know it as the French and Indian War. And uh, that is kind of how uh, Great Britain solidified their hold on Canada.
1: Correct.
2: But it doesn't remain today.
3: Wait, but we'll talk about it,
1: uh, Canada.
2: Canada is
1: they're... A sovereign nation, but their their royalty technically is still under the Queen of England. All right, Trudeau. Yes.
4: Well, that's why they have parliament in Canada. Yes.
3: And it's why they have taxes that are super high. <laughs> no. they free. health
2: care. Um, That's
3: not um,
0: good Canada action. has its own government under its own country, but it is part of the um, the the British the British Commonwealth. Yes.
1: The, the royalty is technically still over them, but the queen's on the money, guys. hasn't ruled yeah. since, yeah. yeah. yeah and, and I have a real... beard.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tyler does not have a beard, yeah. anywho.
3: Clown has no penis, <laughs> so ask mom. Stop
4: it. To clarify. So,
0: um, all right, uh, I guess we, we need uh, any other. Uh, clarifications on mistakes we've made about our history here. Uh, Ma.
2: <laughs> We're making mistakes as we go. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Got uh, on the back checker.
1: <laughs> um. We well, yeah, got a couple. I know Tyler wants to touch on possibly uh, in the all-decade team. Yeah. Siege. Uh, Dad. What's up? You guys on Instagram?
4: <laughs> I am not. Not often.
3: All right, cool. Was banking on it. Um, was uh, wanted to do this between Lou and Siege, but uh, Lou's actually on Instagram. You know, he is a uh,
4: all right. So we'll, we'll...
3: Old these days. So I want to ask you guys a question. They uh, TSN put out a all decade team list. Um, so this is this is
1: stat based. I'm on Instagram. You are not,
3: so you, you will
1: be allowed I'm to guess
3: as well. Fisher. Um All right, so all right, so all decade team. Scoring team. There's gonna be a lot of these teams. So it's for the most part three forwards, two D, uh, one goalie. So first team, all scoring team. Who do you guys got? So goals. Two thousand ten slash eleven through nineteen twenty. First most most goals.
4: The team that scored the most goals? No. 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 You got when you guys ask questions, you do it terribly. What 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 we're
0: saying is the center that scored the most goals, the right wing that scored the most goals, the left wing that scored
3: the most goals. Nope, Dad. It's uh, it's tough to uh, never make an all-state team, but you know when they do, you know they pick two D, they pick three forwards, they pick one goalie, three forwards. Um, So that's how this works. Yeah. Uh, All right. So they're all
0: mentions. Sorry, these these are the the criteria for this team. These are the, the three most goals, goals
3: in this whole decade.
0: That's why. That's why I just said the most goals. So we're picking a center, a right wing, a left wing, two no, D,
1: three. No, three forwards. Just oh, the they don't have top to... goal scoring forwards. Two top goal scoring defensemen, and then goalies. And there are there is there is people in that stat.
0: Yes. Okay. Goaltender. Uh, in the last ten years, there can't be more than one goal from any goaltender. Uh, I'm trying to think of who might have scored uh, I think Lundqvist might have one, so I'll go with Longquist.
4: I'll go with Marty. Marty, all right.
3: Marty is, is correct. All right. Well again, I guess too. But there's yes. two other goalies. Okay. There
4: are two other goalies. Um
0: well Ovechkin, I'll just get one right off the bat. Ding ding ding. <laughs>
3: Winger. Um, D. Go keep go, go ahead, CJ. Um Eric Carlson. No.
4: I'm going to say Crosby. Also, no, no,
3: not goals. No, just goals. Goal scores here. Steven Stamkos. Boom. Ovi oh, had 411 this decade. Stammer had 332. And uh, there's one other guy who's less than them with forwards. CJ loves this guy. Johnny T. Yeah. Hey. Hey. 309 goals for Giant T. Uh, the 2D are Shea Weber at 150 and Brent Burns at 144. The other goalies are Mike Smith and Cam Ward. Um, we'll keep this moving. The all-decade playmaker team, so the guys with the most assists. Um, you got three forwards, 2D, and another goalie. Eric Carlson. Correct. He's the top D-man, 437 assists.
4: I'm going to say Crosby now.
3: Yep, yeah. He's the third forward, 459,
4: yep. And how about like Patrice Bergeron? No. Close, but no, he's not in the top three. Oh, at the other side?
1: Nope.
4: Okay.
3: Oh, Remember uh, those names, though.
4: Okay. <laughs> um,
1: <sighs>
4: who's, who's feeding
1: oh, that? Over.
3: Who is my absolute, who is Gritty's absolute boy? Oh, Couturier! Uh, oh, ah, yeah. Giroux. Yeah. G. G. has the most assists in the decade. Four hundred ninety. Is that okay. good? <laughs>
1: How about he's um, your
0: guy type. How about Patrick Kane?
1: Nope. who's who's feeding Ovi all his goals? Oh, Backstrom. There it is.
3: Backy. Yeah, and then you got Yans, like, winding it out with three ninety six and. Carrie letting my goals in with 22 Carey, assists. Carrie
1: letting him in. Yeah. <laughs> what is his name? Carrie letting in. But the joke is letting him in.
3: He wasn't a great goalie. He wasn't really. 22 apples. He shook me. So all decade points per game. Uh, Bergeron. Bergeron.
0: Nope. Marchant. Nope. Hey, you told me to remember those I, guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're,
1: they're coming. This Ovechkin. is a, I, 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 am a, I am a very proud fan in this category, right? Okay, Crosby, Malkin, Latang.
3: Yep, Both all three, one, two and three. <laughs> Another guy you guys have said, and this one, sh- the first one should be obvious. Cooch,
4: no, it's not Ovechkin, no. Nope.
3: What's Christmas for? Uh, day Jesus, what
1: <laughs> was
3: Jason born?
4: was born? Oh, that's. Is
1: that like, a I, clue? Like, I like that clue. It's subtle.
4: Born on Christmas Day.
2: Born? Is there something for born? No, <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Jesus
3: is a nickname for the guy, Mick Jesus. Mick Jesus. Oh, uh,
0: McDavid. David. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's got 1.33 points per game. Crosby's got 1.23. Gino has 1.15. Carlson, 0.86. And Latang, 0.79. Um all right, this one's tough. All-decade save team siege. So the best save percentages of the decade. Five guys. Two Bruins. Um
0: okay. So Halak and Rask? No.
1: Well, Rask. But-
3: Rask, not Halak. Oh, Tim Thomas. Right. Yeah, he's topping the list, Point nine two three. Um
4: Let's see, Kerry Price? Yeah, it's gonna be mine? Oh. wrong. Cam Ward? Incorrect. <clears throat> Real tall guy. Ben Bishop? Yeah.
3: Boom, he's second, 922.
4: One and two goals, he would have guessed on that. <laughs> um how about Holtby? Nope.
2: Okay, I struck out there.
0: Mark Andre
4: Fleury. Nope.
0: Remember
1: he's both those names?
2: That's I know, awesome. I like how he said all three names, like he's a serial killer. No, that's his name, Mark Andre <laughs> I know, but you only really associate <laughs> three names with serial killers. I'm it's, it's sorry. Share. It's,
0: it's, only, it's only serial killers and uh, French-born hockey players.
3: Uh, like Mark-Edward <laughs> Mark Vlasic. Um, oh. You guys probably won't get uh, Auntie Ranta and John Gibson. Pierre-Luc Dubois. All
4: right, Christopher Dubois. All right, J. so...
2: <laughs> la la. told you like to remember the Fred names all,
3: all decades wins team for
1: goalies most wins andre Vasilevsky no what most wins in the decade total wins Harry price oh total wins I thought it was is like fourth in a year price is fourth holtby
3: fifth monquist
1: third
3: third climbing up two left flurry Number one, number one with three hundred five. Up the second, oh, no
1: good choice
3: though, but no. Oh, the Kings were only good till two thousand twelve. <laughs> mm, true. Uh, Did you say Holby? Yeah. Uh, Big motherfucker. Yeah, another talker. gets a lot of shit. <laughs> he his nickname, I believe, is the um. What's that monster called? Oh, Hobby uh, Bullen.
1: No. <laughs>
0: dude, what?
2: Say, dude. Come on. The, the monster. The
0: Loch Ness the, Monster. He
3: could
2: have give it a country or something. Yeah. That nope. Nobody a has Ness
3: called Ness. the Loch Ness
2: Monster. I've never heard that.
3: Where is the Loch Ness Monster? Is that Norway? Scotland. No.
4: It's <laughs> next to the Finland Wall. Great Wall of Finland.
3: <laughs> Whatever. These are fake things.
2: <laughs> I
4: don't there know Tell Make us, things in Rene
3: was second, guys. And last but not least, all decade plus minus team. Wow. Um, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand. Marchand was 215, Bergie's 196. That's absurd. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cap- Captain, Captain Cap- Sirius. Uh, Captain, Backstrom.
1: Yeah. You
3: know? Captain Sirius. Guys, don't know who that is. Wow.
0: You make up nicknames for these people. That's,
4: nobody, nobody
0: is nicknamed Captain
3: Sirius. It's, that's not true.
1: Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Siege, siege, last decade, who's your penalty killing center? If it's not Patrice Bergeron.
3: And also maybe winning a few cups. Yeah. Uh, well, without the cups, I'd say Casey Szygis.
1: All right. Oh, the Islanders. Oh, the last
3: decade? <laughs> you mean the last two years? You joke?
2: I How about it, Ovechkin? Please, Lewis. no, nope.
3: <laughs> Right now. <laughs> I'm not making any penguins. It's not a penguin. He may have had sex or not with Patrick Sharp.
1: Oh. Ronick? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taves. Yes. yes.
4: Come yeah, on. Thank it. you. He got it. Two right.
3: defensemen. Two goalies. What? D. Uh, sorry. <laughs>
0: Go- goalies for plus minus?
3: No, defense. Defensemen. Sorry, I misspoke. I was going to say, I didn't know if that was our,
4: one of our stats. Um, I, I would think like a Shea Weber.
3: Nope. Close. He was fourth.
0: Ooh.
3: Mm. Yeah. Um, Carlson, Carlson. Yeah. Nope. Dude, that guy's a riverboat gambler. You think his plus minus is good? Come on.
0: Um. Okay. Uh, What about Charmelson? Nope.
1: Hasn't
3: played long enough. Keith? Duncan?
1: Yeah. No, but... uh, 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 We got uh, got a couple original six
4: teams that you know and know them from.
0: I don't recognize shutdown defensemen.
4: What, Chelly? Not Chelly. You said Duncan Keith. Um, Not not Seabrook. Defenseman, New York. Sure. Oh, how about McDonough? Yeah, oh, yeah. nice
1: pops. he's yeah. McDonough. He's
4: 180, 180 plus.
3: The guy, uh, uh, the other guy is above him though, and
1: he's still original six. In two. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's also lives up up higher
4: than him. Boston defenseman. Detroit. 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 Chris Chelios. Uh, <sighs> That's too old, right? Um, Boston. Chicago. Detroit. Chara have a good plus minus. He does. He does. Ah, there you go.
3: One ninety seven for Big Z. And that is the all decade team. Okay. Cool. Wow. Um, You did pretty
0: well. Excellent segment, segment, Ty. Um, I need to uh, before we do uh, pop stars. I wanted to go into. uh, um, I took pops up to Vancouver on his way in. And we caught Connor McDavid and German Gretzky in Vancouver. Um, they shut them down a little bit. Uh, some, some Vancouver's kind of a smaller rink than, uh, or a smaller arena, I should say, than I thought it would be. Rogers. Yeah, it's a little old school. Um, packed, obviously. You gotta love Canada versus Canada. What do they uh, sell there? Like, Molsons? Um um they you know what i didn't see any molson no i know maybe that's a maybe that's an eastern canada thing
4: right it's a big toronto thing i know that some breweries are in ontario i believe what do they got there then
0: i don't know but we were sitting in the club seats so all we had to do was ask anna for a beer right not a big deal not a big deal um but uh we, in fact, we were row two. So, uh, in warm ups, uh, all the kids are down around the glass holding up signs, you know, like,
3: uh, Pedersen, yeah. I
0: love you, blah, 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 blah. Throw me some all pucks.
3: And, Christmas uh, this is a sign stick or something like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. And Antoine Roussel is, uh, comes over to toss a puck over. And the, the guy right in front of us points to the kid who's looking for a puck. And Roussel tosses it over the glass. It hits the glass in between us and the penalty box and goes into the penalty box.
4: If and there's already kids in there, so they pick up that puck. Don't give it to this kid. So he's disappointed. And Roussel is also number 26, Ty. So, 26! You know.
0: yeah. So uh, Roussel, Roussel comes over to try again, uh, maybe a couple minutes later. The kid's obviously pumped because he knows is going to get him a puck now. right? Tosses it straight into the penalty box. What a bomb! <laughs> so now, now we've all noticed that this is going on, and uh, and finally, at the end, uh, Roussel pretty much dunked it over the glass, and like, and like, sort of skated away, pumping his fist to himself. Like he just scored a goal.
3: <laughs> he spent and,
0: a uh, needless to say, Roussel was probably my star of the game. Uh, he he got a tough penalty early on. And he was, he was chatting with the ref all game, and uh, uh, the ref was not on his side. Obviously, that never works out. And then he got his chatting
3: is a nice term, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then he got his ass kicked by uh, Nurse. Unbelievable fight, absolute. That
3: guy can chuckle. Oh, he might be one of the like most feared fighters in the league. Like light skinned black dude will just murder you
0: you can tell you can tell he didn't want to fight nurse but nurse was kind of holding him back and roussel was already pissed off and he dropped the gloves and it, it was like right before the refs got there so they let him go
3: and that was a tough choice yeah they're yapping in between the game and roussel's like you fucking kidding me i had to take three pucks in, two went in the penalty box. like i'm pissed
0: yeah, yeah. off <laughs> right
3: right right um, but
0: Vancouver, uh, they outplayed uh, Edmonton.
4: 19, yeah.
0: McDavid was really on fast the ice
4: all the time <laughs> was he fast Wow.
0: and uh, but not not enough of a factor. Uh, Markstrom played well early. It was a great game. I was hoping for overtime uh, Louis Erickson got the empty netter, and the fans went nuts because they hate Louis Eriksson. Louis Erickson got more uh, crap Louis from the certainly. fans than any player on the ice and he got the empty netter.
3: <laughs> I, all I want to hear is, um, yeah, I mean, you talked about McDavid, but I want to hear about Drysdale, and then I also want to hear about Vancouver's power play. So
0: uh, both we got to see quite a bit. It's, it's funny, Drysdale, uh, I mean, I'll let Dad go into a little bit, but he got kind of shut down.
4: No, they were, they were kind of uh, hovering around him, and, you know, he could never get his speed up, whereas McDavid, you could just see him on the off-wing you know, skating like crazy so that he would be at full stride when he got the puck. But it seemed like Dreisaitl had somebody on his back the whole game. And when he was in the boards, they were just forcing him. He, j- he just had an off night. I mean, obviously a big, stronger, bigger guy than I thought he was. Up close.
3: Yeah, he he's a wagon.
4: Too. So, uh, but he just, you know, a couple of times coming off the ice on, on one of the power plays, he was shaking his head. You get almost sounds like, ah, oh, shit, this just... This ain't working, you know. He was frustrated, so maybe they got under his skin. Um, what Edmonton's Robert definitely the more skilled team, but Vancouver was the hustling team. It was like the team. We know this team's better, but we're going to annoy them all night. And uh, the power play for Vancouver was—I think they had two power play goals. I um, so too, I mean, yeah.
0: they were starting. It was funny. They were starting the second unit, and after about thirty seconds, yeah. that. That uh, that Fab Five, as they call it in uh, Vancouver, there um, they had a couple good uh, a good jumbotron type things. I'll, I'll get into that in a second. Yeah. But uh, Quinn Hughes with the game winning <laughs> goal on a slapper that was uh, perfectly one time blocker side. Kids um, electric. Yeah, I mean that kid. That kid is incredible with the puck. He is an absolute quarterback on the power play. He's he going to be. Yeah. He's going to be a top of the top in the league defenseman, um, and it's it's not even it's not even the scoring that you might see from him. It's just how smart he is on the ice. Uh, incredible to watch, and of course, Pedersen's one of the smoothest guys I've ever seen live.
4: Um, he is so young-looking. He looks about 12 years old. Silky. Skinny as a rail. He looks like the wind would blow him over. Um, Dad, on a scale of one
3: to James Bond villain, what do you put Pedersen at? As a
1: villain? <laughs> oh, boy. Swing and a miss.
3: He's too young. <laughs> do, you not, do you not think him with a turtleneck like means that he's killing James Bond? Like, he is the... Epitome of a James Bond villain to me. Like okay. Scandinavian, like eyes,
1: blonde hair, slick back.
3: He's oh, yeah, a villain. He
2: does look like a James Bond villain. Okay. Like,
1: I think right. just backed him up looking at a photo of him. I, so. think, I think Dad was so shocked by how
0: young he looked that he, he well, couldn't classify him as obviously as I. <laughs> he,
2: he totally looks like a James Bond Put villain. Put
0: him in an Aston Martin and bam! Yeah.
4: James Bond drives the Aston Martin. Yeah, he (laughs) stole it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, unfortunately, as I get older every year, these hockey players look younger every year. So, yeah. Um, So number one, uh, I got a a my favorite
0: Jumbotron. (laughs) um, All right, (laughs) entertainment of all time was at Rogers Arena here, and uh, they. All of a sudden, came across. They were like, "Attention, attention! Uh, we have a lost fan." And it showed like, uh, like the silhouette of a man with a question mark in it. And uh, and They're then we're all
4: kind of expecting this little kid wandering around, you know, "Come find your kid" type thing. It's weird, you know. Caught everybody's attention. And uh, then the, all of a sudden, the camera zooms in on this older
0: gentleman in a white Blackhawks jersey. <laughs> Yeah. that's great he trolled him a little bit
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: and he's sitting there like oh come on They're Like, shit it's, it's one of the best awesome. Yeah, it was that's really Perfect. good meanwhile I'm sitting down there with my islanders hat on like oh boy oh boy oh boy
3: <laughs> yeah you uh, <laughs> I, think I, I, I think I said that to dad I was like what an asshole I mean I think I was that asshole when I was like 10 and, like, me and Dad were going to a Devils game, and I was like, I want to wear my Flyers jersey. And Dad's probably like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Flyers Ranger or Devils Rangers, and I'm wearing my Flyers jersey. But now I will never do that. But uh, that's why I thought CJ was an asshole. But I loved the Roger Center. I had, I had multiple
0: thoughts. I thought, like, uh, I could go Santa Claus suit easily. Um, I thought maybe American flag tank top. Were you thinking like uh, what gets me on the jumbotron? Like, is that no, no? I, I was, I, I dialed back the obnoxiousness. Uh, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really not that much fun anymore. Well,
4: what he, what he did <laughs> wear though is Kim is that photo that you uh, referred to. He had that old Colorado Avalanche jersey, Rockies, Rockies, the Rockies. I'm sorry, Oh, that's sick jersey, yeah. That was in that picture that Kim was talking about.
3: When, you you know, know the uh, Pondocky picture, Pondaki. yeah. yeah. Never knew what happened to my Virginia sweatshirt.
4: (laughs) That probably got that was ripped and torn. I remember washing and drying and seeing that in the dryer, and it was like in six pieces, and it was still together. But you know, it's not like you broke
2: the dryer there in Randolph. (laughs) You broke it with your jersey.
1: (laughs) Tyler's just breaking washers and dryers everywhere he goes. I don't recall any
3: of this happening. You
1: You can't come over, Tyler.
3: <laughs> oh. God forbid! I love Tillman Johnson, <laughs> goalie for Virginia in 2006. He was a lefty goalie. All
1: right, we got some uh, hockey history if you guys Woo!
4: want
3: to take. Ooh, big hockey history!
0: Let's go. All
1: right, so we are uh, speaking of your uh, visit to Vancouver and seeing uh, McJesus and German Gretzky. Uh, we're watching history be made in Edmonton. Connor McDavid and Leon Dryslede will become the first teammates to both reach 60 points in the first before 40 games since 1996-97. It's only been done five other times in the last 20 years. Can you guys name the duos that did it? So in the last 20 years, two teammates, two or more teammates, that scored 60 points each before 40 games in the season.
3: Yari Curry and Wayne Gretzky.
1: No. Yeah. That, that is they, they did it years they ago. did it but it was more than 20 years ago so i'll go crosby malkin no taves kane so siege the 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 last time it happened was 96 97 that's more than 20 years ago no it's not 89 90 is 20 years ago uh excuse oh. me i'm 30 years old yeah no <laughs> sorry <laughs> ben, I... what's up you old fart <laughs> sorry, thirty years. Once again, once Wait, again. Man. What? Once You're the, thirty the, years right. old. Wait, I'm twenty no. five. Wait. All right, sorry. I thought I was fifteen, Lou. My notes were wrong. Thirty years. <laughs> I'm liking this because I got a lot younger.
2: Here. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, well, last time it happened was ninety six, ninety seven. It's only been done five times in the last thirty years. Jesus, thirty years. Um, the, the statement from Curry Gretzky still stands.
2: Apparently, your answers were still wrong, though. They were.
3: 96, 97. <laughs> uh, well, I was, oh, wasn't any of those. Yager
1: uh, Lemieux. I think Thunder might have just been stolen there. Yager Lemieux. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yager Lemieux, ninety six, ninety seven. The last ones do it.
2: When we were in Pittsburgh.
1: Hot soup. No, now we got. Yeah, no, you it. were not. Yeah. Very
3: um, you're um, in
4: in Montreal Duo. All right, what's the next one? Nice. Uh, how about the uh, Sundin brothers?
3: Is he still guessing. Nope. Who are the Sundin brothers? Sundins. Oh, Sundin. Sorry, I thought you said Sundin.
1: All of these duos took place between 89, 90, and 96, 97. Wait, there's five duos we have to guess? There's two two of them. Right um, here, how, Lou, how about Sackick Forsberg? No. There can, there can be repeat offenders on this list. Are you kidding me? So how many Lemieux and How many times there? did Lemieux and yags do it? Five times? Three times? <laughs> Lemieux and Yager did it 96, 97. There was a third guy in 95, 96. <laughs> I thought these were duos. <laughs> how about the... Uh, uh, coffee? Nope. He never did it with coffee. Lemieux's on the list three times. He did it with Yager twice and then with another guy, and then he did it with someone else. In 90-
4: give us the answers, Lou. We're not going to get obviously.
1: <laughs> so in 95, 96, Lemieux, Yager, and Ron Francis all hit 60 points. Ah, the games. wizard. Um, in 92, 93, Pat LaFontaine and Alexander Mulginley. LaFontaine! <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. In ninety-one, ninety-two, Mario Lemieux and Ken's Kevin Stevens did it. Wow, what a bitch! And then 89-90, Wayne Gretzky, Bern, uh Bernie Nichols, and Luke Rubita- Robitaille.
4: Um, oh, L.A. Kings. I was think. Yeah. I did was I was thinking back to the King days and those, but <laughs> Dad looked at me and said, "Kings," and I shrugged my shoulders. <laughs> Luke Robertizzi. Um All
1: right. So it's been a while since we've had NHL hockey on Christmas. Uh, The last time it happened, the California Golden Seals defeated the L.A. Kings, and the Rangers got their league-leading 25th win on the 25th of December against the Minnesota North Stars. What was the last year that the NHL played hockey on Christmas? 1974. 74 is Tyler's guess? 1969.
3: 1969? What's the last year the NHL played hockey on Christmas? Take a guess. Merry Christmas.
2: Um, no idea Um, I'm going to say California
1: Golden Seals and Minnesota North Stars were still teams
4: right those teams came in in the second six
3: Um, which makes CJ an idiot
4: Mm -hmm. the second six came in in 66 or 67 um, because Buffalo Vancouver came in in 70
0: and the Seals weren't around long so thank you very much
4: Gave that change. California <laughs> Golden Seals became the Cleveland Barons. Um, I'm going to say 71.
2: I was going to say 71, but I'm going to say 1970 because you said that.
4: Dad,
1: 1971.
2: <laughs> oh, I was going to say that. You stole my answer.
1: You right. can have it back now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in 2016, Yarmir Yager passes this player with this many points to become the second highest point scorer in league history.
2: Wait, what? Say that again. Who is this player?
1: Who's this player? And how many points did he have? When he passed him, how
2: many?
1: Ymir Yager. Yager passed him.
2: Oh, that player. Okay.
1: It is
3: seventeen hundred uh, seventy-nine points, and it's uh, Mark Messier,
2: right? I would go with that. that Mark Messier. Fuck,
3: it's wrong. Damn, who's third on the list? This
4: should, I'm, this I'm, should, be, this should be common the, knowledge. You know, I'm thinking the old-time Montreal guys. But, um, That's what I'm saying. It
3: should be common knowledge. That's why I'm pissed. But I think I'm right. Mark Messier is second. Well, uh, now he's third. But. Let's do... Yari Curry. Doug, uh, you got a guess?
0: <laughs> Yo, Dad said Yari Curry, and That's I guess, I'll, guess. Go, I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with uh, Gordie Howe.
1: You
0: guys want to take, take a shot at point totals? Oh, we have point. Oh, I didn't realize that was part of the question. Let's say uh, 1,600. We'll go even.
1: Tyler's guess it was 17 and change. Dad?
4: 1601. All right, so <laughs> it was. All right, was well, just the prices is right? <laughs> Obviously, it's more the price is wrong, because we're not getting any of
1: these right. <laughs> All right, Bob Barker. It was Mark Messier. Let's go! And it was 1,888 points. Yep. Ding, 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 kids. <laughs> That's what I got for Hockey History this week. Woo! That's huge, you idiots. Wow.
3: Way to
4: finish strong, Tyler. All wow. right.
3: Uh, Pop stars of the week. Uh, Pop stars of the week. Mine goes to Louis Heinemann. Um For sitting in this basement for an hour to try and figure out the logistics of um, this shit, so uh, I
2: feel like he enjoys this.
3: Happy to have all five of you on. Happy Christmas, Harry. Yo,
1: wizard, Harry. Um, And that's all I got. All right, we're gonna get out of here quick. Uh, I got Max Pacioretty. Uh, I I would say quietly leading the Vegas Golden Knights in points. Um, Had another hat trick this past week. Uh, Six five. Max Pacioretty. Um, really really showing almost what we saw before his captaincy in Montreal. All right. Uh, My pop star of the week is Aunt Linda.
0: Aunt Linda has now passed Tyler in the Heinemann football pool. (laughs) (laughs) So sending the the trophy to Aunt Linda would make me feel a lot better than sending it to Tyler.
3: (laughs) Fucking kidding me? I didn't even get the recent email. That's bullshit.
4: It came out while Lou was doing all of his uh, <laughs> setup work, hot off the press here on the podcast.
0: Basically, the Eagles, the Eagles taking the lead, did not help you Ty.
4: How I took them too.
3: Uh, I
0: think also now Tennessee has the wild card spot over Pittsburgh. Right,
1: that's what it was.
3: That that blew me. Yeah, yeah. They can still guess, get you, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> if it ended today. Aunt Linda, Pop Star of the
2: Week. <laughs> go ahead, Kim. I'm going to go last. Oh, he wants yeah. me to go? Yeah. Well, I'm going to say Pop Star of the Week is Pop. Ooh. Because all of Pop.
1: Pops himself.
4: Because, nice.
2: Because, uh, you know, it was a great legacy. Uh, however it got started, it, it really has come into something... That's really cool, and I love that the boys are getting together every week, even though they're in the four corners of the United States. <laughs> um, and I think that's really cool. So, love to it. you, hot soup. Thank, thank you very much. I appreciate
4: that. It is kind of fun to uh, to have. this on you now, Dad. well, you know, I've
2: got I, I've anyone? got a
4: unique um, one. <laughs> this, no, the-
2: that's not true. <laughs>
4: Here, there's a, just a little storyline, but this is why I love the sport of hockey and what it does for the kids that play the game and how they oh, think. So,
2: oh, I love that you're saying that. That's so awesome.
4: here's, here's my Pop Stars of the Week, and I happen to read this. I don't know how I got it or whatever, but I did. So this is two high school kids playing hockey against each other, rivals. So picture your Knowles and Randolph game going on here. Fuck Knowles. All right, fair enough.
0: Eat chicken.
4: Yeah, all right. Eat fucking chicken. And the Watts sign. All right. So here it is. <laughs> the wolves. Briefly, there's a rivalry game going on. The the one goalie on the one team gets hurt in the warmups, and they don't have a goalie. So a a kid by the name of Davian Clowney, one of my pop stars is a defenseman for the team that lost their goalie. He went to the coach and said, I'll play goalie. I've never done it before, but it's an important game, and I'll do that. So they put him in the gear, and in the first period, the kid lets in five goals. So it's 5 nothing, full stadium. Whoa. During the first and second period, my other uh, star is the goalie from the other team, uh, J.T. Sullivan. In between periods, at the end of that first period, he goes down to the other end of the rink, kneels down next to the other goalie, and starts talking to him, and tells him how to kind of do certain things. In the second period, he only let in two goals, and every time he made a save, the uh, T.J. Sullivan, the other goalie, was tapping his stick on the ice. At the end of the game, uh, the goalie who let in 11 goals, they lost 11 to nothing, Got a standing ovation from the other team. So these two kids are my pop star. That's that's very, very nicely done. That's great hockey. Love that.
2: And that's why you're the pop star.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, We are going to get out of here unless you guys have anything else.
2: Oh, you
4: guys want to eat dinner or something? Come on. (laughs) no,
1: No, excellent
0: episode, everyone. I'm so glad that we could all get together on Christmas Day. It's been obviously a pleasure doing this the whole time, but having all of us together minus Kelsey, shout out Kelsey, of yeah. course.
3: Um, uh,
0: it, it, it's been great. So Lou, let's, let's get us out of here and um, we'll see you all next week.
1: Love you guys. <laughs> okay. So as always uh, follow our very good friends parlors. They allow us to use um, their uh, song state lines is our intro natural music that you guys hear each and every week. And, um, We are at the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hockey.